All right, welcome to episode eight of the Pioneer Diamond Chat podcast. We're here in the athletic building this morning, and so getting us started right off the bat, we're here with assistant coach Corvin Scott. So, Corvin, how are you doing this morning? Doing pretty good, man. Can't complain. That's good. Um, so, Corvin, um, we just got done playing at Montlow, not kind of the series that we anticipated how that was going just to go. It wasn't ideal in the series before that as well we lost to Cleveland so just kind of want to hear your takeaways on that well I mean it, it didn't it, we didn't uh, come out like we wanted to um, we lost two um, first game you know we we were in it for a little bit and then things kind of got out of hand in one inning um, and then we just we just couldn't get it done in the end uh, second game um, you know, Corey, you know, pitched his butt off like he usually does. Um, we played pretty good defense. Um, we made a few things happen, uh, just not enough. Uh, and they, they got one run across, and, you know, that was all she wrote. But, um, you know, things happen. You know, we, we, we've, we've had this thing happen all year. Uh, we just got just to gotta keep chipping away. I mean, I think big things, can, big things are coming for us um, in, the, in, in the next, com- next couple of weeks, uh, hopefully. Um, so I think we'll be okay. I got you on that one for sure. And I know that it's been a tough time, but I think as far as the batting goes, that's the one aspect that we'll have to get better at. And so is there any thought behind that as well, just the hitting aspect of the game? We just got to keep, keep grinding. I mean, um, hopefully, I mean, guys is, sometimes have some competitive at-bats and sometimes not. But we just got to just gotta get back to playing, playing relaxed and, you know, being comfortable at the plate, I think a lot of guys are uncomfortable. They don't have a lot of confidence, but hopefully, you know, this week in practice will kind of get get that confidence back. Um, you know, have guys being a little bit more loose. I think they're, I think they're putting a lot of pressure on themselves, and you know, um, I feel like they're they're stressing out because they're not doing well. But they just got to keep playing. Mm, I gotcha. Um, so out of this regular season, what is a big learning concept that you've taken away being? one of the coaches and maybe just talk about the role that you've been playing since you've joined this program back in the fall. Well, one thing that I've noticed or I've learned is that um, you can never get, you can never get complacent with, uh, you know, in baseball, you can't, you can't never get complacent. You can never relax because um, things are so up and down. Um, you know, you have to fight. You have to be you have to fight and grind it out to be consistent and it's tough. I mean, it's not something that you can just, you can't just show up and, you know, hit 300 or show up and, you know, make a bunch of plays. You gotta, you have to keep working. And, um, that's one thing that I've noticed. Um, and then just, you know, just grind it out, just keep going. I mean, you're going to lose some games, you know, some tough games. You just got to keep going. You know, you can never, never get too high on yourself and never get too down. So, I think that's one thing that I've, I've really learned. Hmm. So we do have Chat State coming in this weekend, but jumping ahead of ourselves here, not uh, ideally, but just figuratively, how do you think this team is going to look come postseason time, and where do you think this team can finish? Well, honestly, I mean, I think it, it kind of depends on um, what our attitude is come this weekend. Um, we've got, you know, we've got sophomore day, um, Saturday, um, so hopefully the guys, you know, sh- you know, show up and uh, are ready to play. Um, you know, if we play, if we play hard, I mean, we always play hard. But you know, if we can get a little bit of momentum going into the um, 
to the tournament next week, I think I think we I think we can make some things happen. Um, and either way, I mean, even if we we don't, and you know, things don't happen the way we want this weekend, I still think that you know we're prepared to make you know some things happen in the in the tournament for sure because we've we've had a tough season and um, we've just let we've just let a couple games kind of slip away from us. But you know, I think if we can get a couple more hits or make a couple plays on defense, you know, maybe limit a walk or two. I mean, we're right in a bunch of games. So I think that just just those little things, if we can just kind of keep chipping away at those little things, I think we'll be fine. Gotcha. And so I think this is a team we have to remember that we've beaten Walters. We've had a couple of series where it hasn't gone our way, but we've still played some top-tier teams. We've played Chattahoochee Valley in Florida to start the season. And then you see how Walters has now lost three conference games and. Uh, teams can get to Walters. I think it's just a matter of staying ahead of them in certain aspects in the small ways. So, um, you know, I'm not really 100% sure, but, I mean, as far as getting out of a rut for this team goes, I know hitting is a problem, and then the pitching is ideally giving it their best effort. And now you had Jack uh, Sensing come in and play the first game at Motlow. So um, that was a tough thing to see him not play like a whole game like Corey did in game two but still give you the same kind of effort so I think moving forward the question I'm asking is um, do you think anything can happen come this tournament time and if we do go farther than we think do you think this team's ready for it actually I think we are Um, I think you know anything can happen any team can be beaten Um, but yeah we're definitely ready for it we just have to um, we just kind of have to believe believe that it can happen. Um, everybody has to believe it, not just, you know, five guys, not just two or three guys, not just the coaches. I mean, we all have to believe that, you know, if we play hard and, you know, cheer each other on and, you know, just give it our all, I mean, anything can happen, you know. So that's just how it is. I mean, I think that I think that it's it's time. It's time for us to make a little run for sure. Mm, I got you. Um, and so kind of want to go back and look at our lineup that we've had. And so game two at Motlow, we had uh, flat batting up top. Then you had Lofton, Zeke, Lane, Jackson, um, Maddox batting at six. Then then Dunlap, Horn, Giles, and then you had Corey uh, tossing. So uh, the lineup has been pretty fluid over the course of the season, ideally. And so um, – what guys do you think are going to probably stay consistent batting-wise, and who do you think is going to probably step up as the season is nearing its end? Well, I mean, I think that uh, our lineup's been – it's kind of been um, a little – been pretty different the whole year. Um, guys have been moving around. Um, but, I mean, I think towards the top of the lineup, you know, you know, um, uh, let's see, you got flat. Cotton. I mean, those two guys are usually the ones that kind of, you know, get set the tone for us a little bit. Um, and then Zeke. Zeke is probably our most consistent hitter right now. Um, and then uh, Lane is the guy who has, you know, he has some pop. You know, he can he can get a hold of one quick. Um, uh, Dunlap and, and Judd and um, JJ, those guys, you know, they, they, they put the ball in play sometimes. And I think if we just – if we just uh, put balls in play, um, have competitive at bats, learn learn to get on base a little bit, um, 
get walks and maybe some get hit hit a couple times. You know, kind of move around, put pressure on the defense. There's just one thing we haven't been able to do a whole lot this year is we haven't been able to do a whole lot of hidden runs and um, button runs and stuff like that, stuff that we, we think – Stuff that you typically think would uh, give you a little bit of an advantage on offense, we haven't been able to do because, you know, we haven't got a whole lot of guys on base and we haven't been able to execute like we wanted to. But I think, you know, it, it's coming. Our time is coming to where, you know, you know, one one big big play on defense or you know one big hit is kind of gonna spark us a little bit. And I think I think it's coming. I think it's coming for sure. I gotcha. Uh, and I believe right now we are dubbed as the eighth seed in the tournament right now, and we're right above Southwest for that spot, and we would be playing in the playing game right now. And uh, Southwest, that was a team that we took care of without ease for the most part when they came up here and played, but they just got done splitting a series with Cleveland State, and uh, they lost the first game 6-0, to zero, and then they won the next one 7-3, and I think... Ever since they've played us, they've been able to handle their conference opponents pretty easily for the most part. So um, that's going to be a good series. It might be a good duel between the guys that are on the mound. So it'll be interesting to see how well this team is down the stretch. And so if we do get that first-round matchup with Southwest, um, how well do you think this team can do against them? I mean, I think think we can – you know, we can – do as well as we want to do. Um, I know that I'm pretty confident our pitchers are going to go and take care of business. Um, we just got to make sure that defense is on the same page, and then we make plays on offense. I mean, I think, I think you know we can we can take care of business. But I mean, like I said earlier, anybody can be beat. So we've seen that. Um, so we just got to remain remain confident and consistent, and you know keep it rolling. Mm. So I haven't really touched on the pitching aspect for the Vol State Pioneers program right now. So, But I will kind of move into that part of it because they're the probably the most consistent part of our program this season, and that's a good aspect to have. Most teams have to find their guys pretty early in the season, and I think uh, the coaching staff and I think you all have done a very good job with managing who does what game and what's happening. And so um, I think we kind of have a three-headed monster, maybe four – um, but I think having Corey Wilson, uh, Jack Sensing, and um, Chase Haley uh, pitching, I think they've been very uh, consistent players, and they've given us opportunities to play at our best. So moving forward, um, I'm not sure who my fourth pick would be, but just kind of throwing those three names out there. They've played well all season, so um, – do you think these guys play a huge part in getting these wins over the course of the season and more to come, I guess? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, those guys have, you know, set the tone for us all year. Um, you know, they've, you know, sometimes you have bad outings, and, and they rarely had them. I mean, Jack, I mean, he kind of had a – he didn't really have that bad of an outing. I mean, he walked a couple guys, but, you know, our defense didn't help him, help him out as much as we, we typically do. Um, but – you know those guys. Those guys have been our rocks all year. Um, you know if we can continue to pitch, you know, and continue to keep our, they can continue to keep us in the game. We just have to, just got to get our offense to, you know, score some runs. I mean that's all it is. We we haven't scored as many runs as we we need to win. You know if we score, you know if we score two three runs, you know 
if we score two, three runs, you know, our, our pitchers have done well enough to keep us in every game. So, you know, two or three runs will kind of win, win us most of our games. So, you know, that's one of those things. <clears throat> so uh, now I have a little aspect here that I wanted to touch on as well, looking back at the roster right now. So I think there's two underlying players that when they have their opportunities to make big plays, they capitalize pretty often. And so one guy that I have yet to interview but probably should by the time chat rolls around this weekend and we have a game in hand or maybe the whole series is done, uh, Lofton Cotton. Uh, he makes a lot of outfield plays. He's had a couple of diving catches really kept us in games, and he usually has batted at the top of the lineup, and he's been a pretty, I guess, consistent factor into the aspect of our lineup. And then uh, another thing that I would kind of want to hear your thought on too is when Preston Burnett gets to come in games. I mean, he's had his plateaus and valleys through the season, so um, but when he's in, he can strike guys out and get you out of innings with two outs with two or three guys on base, so... Um, just want to hear your thoughts on Lofton and Preston. Well, Lofton, uh, Lofton's been, you know, pretty consistent all year. I mean, he's he's our he's our rock in the outfield. Um, he makes a lot of plays. Um, and then offensively, I mean, he he's pretty consistent. We just need we just need him to get on base a little bit more. You know, kind of moving around, stealing some bases. Um, that's one thing that we we haven't been able to do a whole lot this year. Is is kind of, you know, be a little bit more aggressive on the bases. You know. Not that we didn't want to, we just haven't been been able to get on base as much. Um, but like I said, when we get on base and we we're able to move and you know set up hit and runs and you know bunt and stuff like that, we put a lot of pressure on the other opposing defense, um, and we just haven't been able to do it a whole lot this year. Um, so hopefully, you know this week we can we can start doing it a little bit more. Um, so yeah, Cotton is Cotton has been a really good good player for us all year, um, and um, Preston. Preston has as well. Um, he's he's got us out of a lot of jams. Um, he's he's been really really tough on the mound. Um, he has his moments where he you know he's kind of up and down, but I think you know all in all, I mean he's been pretty consistent. So I look for him to you know be be solid out the pen for us um, these coming weeks, and then you know when we get to conference, you know he'll be he'll be somebody that we we're gonna lean on a little bit if our if our pitchers get you know if they get you know, if they get in a situation where we need, you know, we need some help, you know, he'll he'll he should be leaned on pretty heavily. So, Coach Scott, I usually get to throw in something about a, a pregame or anything like in that fashion. So, uh, I've usually asked a couple of players uh, it, either things they do for pregame or meals or things like that. So, my question that I'll throw at you is. Uh, even though you're a coach, what's something ideal that you like to have before any game meal or ritual that you might have? Anything that you want to just kind of share? Honestly, I don't have any any kind of ritual. Um, I know, like last week. I mean, a lot of a lot of times that you know we've um, as us coaches we've um, we flip flopped our like um, who throws BP before the games. Um, I did have a. Uh, seven game winning streak when I threw uh, BP a couple of weeks ago but you know it, those are just like little knick-knack things that we try to do to kind of kind of get us going in the right direction like uh, one day um, I think it was against Walters I think coach coach Barrett uh, he did in and out and that kind of I think that won us the game um, just like just small things like that you know I um, 
Coach Coach Hunt let us have mustaches a couple weeks ago, and um, last week I shaved my mustache, you know, just to kind of get get something fresh going. Um, just stuff like that. Nothing really like that I do every day, but just kind of um, if I feel like, you know, we need to do something, like, you know, if, if one game, you know, we – one game I may wear my hoodie out there just to switch it up, or I, w- I may wear somebody's jersey or something. Just just stuff like that. It's nothing really that I do consistently, but just kind of, you know, if I feel like, you know, I want to spark something, I'll just do something different one day to kind of see how that happens. And if it if it works, I'll keep doing it. But, if you know, if it doesn't, I'll just kind of find something else to do. That's basically kind of how it's been. Hmm. Well, um, that's great thoughts and analysis, and I appreciate your, your insight on your team and what you've accomplished this season and what you guys are yet to get to. And I think we're all optimistic for the team, and I think moving forward in this program, you've got a good future here, and I think you've done a very good job this season. So just want to thank you for coming on the Pioneer Diamond Chat podcast, Corvin, and hopefully we have a good rest of the season. Cool, man. Thanks for having me. Colin, so glad to have you on the show uh, this evening. I know that you have a flight that's leaving Nashville pretty soon. Um, so first off, welcome to the show, and how's this season been going for you at Western? Um, so far, season's been going pretty well. I mean, we, we started off really hot. Uh, we had a couple rough matches, but that's all a part of the season, you know, so we're just working through those right now, going to GSA. I'm going to play them in a series, so for the best possible outcome. I'm going to get a sweep, you know? Yeah, absolutely. You guys are going to San Antonio to go play them. So hopefully you guys have a good uh, game and series there. So you've already played two years at Ball State, and now you're at WKU. So what's the transition been like for you, and do you feel that the JUCO route was the best option for you? Oh, okay. I absolutely believe the JUCO route was uh, the best option for me. But the transition, you know, coming from – JUCO to D1 is um, not that difficult, to be honest. I mean, you just you get to a program, you know, and um, they just have a little more funding and everything like that. They have a little more resources. Uh, but that's about it. Usually you just get the same character guys, you know, just a great bunch of guys that um, just want to play some baseball, play the game for as long as we can. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, So talk about you signing at WKU. I know that that was a choice that you made back in May. was after the postseason tournament for you when you finished out your time at Vol State. So why did you sign at WKU, and what and what and like what's the story behind that? Um, Well, yeah, like you said, they saw me towards the end of the season, Um, and then I didn't really go on a visit until after um, after conference tournament. But I chose WKU because it was it was just a lot closer than uh, my other offers were, um, and a lot more financially smart. You know, so like, I'm 
came from my own college, my parents are, God bless them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, just kind of more like a, a financial decision and um, an interesting, you know, I just, I just interested in being closer to home. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so kind of going back because we're all we're already towards the end of April now. So you had your first career start as a hilltopper on March 26th at EKU. So what are your thoughts and just what were those emotions that you had like on that day when you got your first start? I mean, it was it was fun, you know. It was, it was just really good to get back there and play the game. I know how to play, but I mean, it wasn't really anything different. You know, I've been playing the game for pretty long time. You know, especially coming from Vols State, having that experience back there, um, just felt comfortable. Yeah. Um, so since this is your or since your first start that you've had, you've had three other starts, and uh, I don't, this stat's probably off now, but you had 43 putouts. Um, do do you feel that you're getting the results that you want to see from your season so far, or what's your take on that? Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm I'm getting there, you know. So I mean, just just comes with playing time, getting better, getting in the game, and and staying loose, playing comfortable. So just comes with comes with getting in the game. Mm, gotcha. Um, so I believe, um, I'm not sure if you can win a Triple Crown per se in the USA uh, conference that you play in, but I believe you have a teammate that would be in the running for that right now. And uh, yeah. tell, tell us who that is and how serious that is. Uh, number 21, Jake Sanford. Yeah, that dude's getting drafted top round. He's, he's, he's a real deal, man. He's got major league pop and everything. He's also a fantastic guy. You know, so he just plays the game. He's a good head on his shoulders, and he's just a, he's an absolute monster at, at the plate, man. For real. I gotcha. And isn't he, I think he's not, he's not even from the uh, United States, right? No, he's from Canada. All right. <laughs> yep, got some Canadian know. power. Exactly. Yeah, we always talk about, uh, Put some maple syrup on it, you know, when he's up at the plate. So, oh, man. Um, it's really fun to watch him play. Yeah. So uh, you told me about this not that long ago, um, but you just, you guys just got done playing the University of Kentucky, which is a pretty big rival for Western. Um, so how was that game? And I guess now you're heading off to San Antonio. So give me your take on both of those things. Yeah. Um, well, game on Tuesday started off. Not too bad, but then it just, it just went downhill for us, you know, as baseball goes sometimes. So we're just hoping uh, for a better outcome this time. I think they're definitely ready to face UTSA um, after facing UK like that. So I think that we definitely got humbled right there. Um, we, worked, we came back, worked hard next day and everything like that. So I feel like I'm doing the Gotcha. Um, so now that you guys are going to play UTSA right now, what's the importance of these next – couple of games that you guys have, especially having 15 left on the schedule now? Uh, I mean, pretty important, but we don't really want to stress about that too much. It's more of just like a go out there, play as a, play as a cohesive team, you know, play as your teammates, see your position, and uh, just try your hardest, work your ass off, let's go. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Um, what's the direction of this program that you're now on, and uh, do you feel that this is – a team that will not be taken lightly moving forward after this season? Uh, I feel like, well, especially since the season's not over yet, it's kind of, it's kind of hard to tell uh, the impact that we'll leave, but I feel like we definitely defied what people thought of us 
so far. So, I mean, we're just going to continue to do that, continue trying to prove people wrong, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so if you had to give a tour of WKU right now, just kind of going off topic of baseball here, um, if you had to point something out on campus to someone, what would it be and why would you point that out? Um, probably the statues of Big Red because, I mean, they're, 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 Big Red is a strange, strange mascot. So, I mean, having little brass statues of him everywhere is kind of freaky. He always has his hand up, like it's a high five. So some people like take pictures with him, high five him and stuff. So I mean, just see little statues of Big Red around. I mean, it's kind of creepy though. Yeah, well, I mean, he is kind of creepy. I I will give you that one since I'm coming to school there. But yeah, he's not ideally like he's a good mascot, but like yeah, it is kind of creepy. But um, so yeah, kind of moving forward from that, uh, what's your ideal? Because I've asked every uh, guy so far this year that's come on the show a couple of different things that mostly stay the same. So ideally, what is your favorite meal before a game? And perhaps what are some superstitions that you might have as well? You said what is my favorite meal? Yeah, your your favorite meal and some superstitions that you might have. Just kind of give me your takes on that. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. So one more time, you said meal and superstitions? Yes. Okay, okay. Um, well, I mean... We all we get we get our meals paid for and like, they took care of us as well. Uh, my favorite one's probably when we get barbecue at the game since it's like mac and cheese and everything like that. And it's delicious. Um, but as far as superstitions go, I don't really I don't really have any. I used to have some. Um, but I just kinda make sure that my body's loose and my mind is is calm. You know, so it can be Yeah. I don't mind over matter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mind over matter without a doubt. Um so I mentioned this earlier too. I had no idea about the one that your brother was uh, playing football. But so you've got a pretty talented family, ranging from your sister being a dancer, your brother being a tight end at University of Purdue, and your dad was a former 13th overall pick by the Tennessee Titans. So what's the talk about your family pedigree on sports? Because it seems like it's been a pretty good lineage so far. Yeah, I mean, uh, we all just kind of. We're immersed in the environment of sports and competition and stuff with my dad playing and everything like that. And they also wanted to wanted to learn great values from us playing sports. So I mean, we're always on the ball and extra curriculars, whether that was baseball, football, basketball. My sister did gymnastics a lot. I uh, used to do karate sometimes. So like, as we got older, we all just kind of formed in our own sports. Uh, my sister is a phenomenal dancer. Mm-hmm. Um, most athletic out of all of us, to be honest. Uh, my brother is a, a damn good football player as well. So I mean. I've just kind of found uh, what we're good at, and hmm. just kind of go from there, you know. Yeah, kind of, I got gotcha. you. Second Yeah, um, and I'm sure that your household is pretty competitive as well. And also, do you think your mom would be considered to be one of those kinds of people too? Maybe. Oh, my mom was a was a fantastic golfer too, as I heard. Like she played, I'm pretty sure she played in high school. Um, and I had a chance to go to college, but just complications came up. Um, but yeah, so I mean, just everybody's definitely competitive. Um, but not necessarily with each other, uh, probably more so for each other. Yeah. You know? Aside from, aside from me and my brother, you know, just want to mm-hmm. other competitive stuff for no reason. Yeah. Um, I don't run out from trying to like tackle and stuff like that, full wrestling and stuff. But aside from that, it's just like we're, we're, Completely 100% supportive of each other and uh, for each other's like yeah. foundation. You know, we're a rock. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so just my last little question here for you is, uh, I know that most guys usually like to listen to music before a game or before they do anything that's tedious and have their mind focused. So um, what's a specific pregame music or just something that you like to enjoy before games? Um, well, I like singing. So, like, anything that's got to go with, like, tomorrow Marvin Gaye, you know, some rich house. Uh, that's usually fun. Or if I'm just feeling, like, got to focus in, like, get ready to get the mindset to the night. Uh, hmm. Well, uh, Colin, uh, just I appreciate your uh, willingness to come on the show and um, had a good conversation with you. So uh, I hope that you have a good flight and a good couple of games in San Antonio. But best of luck, man, and I'm looking forward to seeing you a lot more uh, next uh, spring. Yes, sir. I really appreciate it. All Colin. Well, thanks for, coming on. thanks for coming on, man. I really appreciate it. Yep. finished off our show having Colin Hopkins and assistant coach Corvin Scott on the show. Um, so kudos to them for coming on the show. And like I said, thanks to them for doing my, for doing that. So uh, Colin's got a pretty busy schedule. He's actually just about to step on a plane right now to go meet his team in San Antonio, Texas, where they will go take on a team down there for a three-game series. And then they'll hop back up to Kentucky to finish out their season with about 12 games left. So uh, the Pioneers play tomorrow. Uh, if you're listening to this the night before the, uh, the game, but the Pioneers will start playing in their last home conference series against Chattanooga State Community College starting at 2 p.m. Uh, <clears throat> Friday, April 26th. So um, don't want to miss that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the sophomores are going to have a series dedicated to them. And so um, that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to that kind of series. So uh, so wrapping up the show here, just want to give you a brief record of where the team stands right now. So um, the Ball State Pioneers baseball team, uh, currently they are 17-26, and 26 and they are 11-13 and 13 at home, 4-10 and 10 on the road. And so um, they were supposed to have two games in the middle of this week, but those were canceled. Um, Chattanooga State will come in and play us three times, and then the guys will have some time off until uh, about May 4th. And then uh, Sunday, May 5th in the morning, we should be heading off to Columbia State Community College for the Region 7 Conference Tournament. So the Pioneers will be playing in a playing game that is guaranteed now. Uh, they can finish no better than in seventh place to finish out the season. So we'll see how well they can do. And so hopefully we have more content for you. So we just want to thank you for listening to the latest episode of the Pioneer Diamond Chat Podcast. We will give you a shout pretty soon. Thanks for listening.